we were having all these heavy conversations all the time about our boundaries and what we wanted our daughter to be exposed to. And oh my gosh, we weren't focused on her. And it's like the moment I moved out and we had a parenting plan, I all of a sudden was able to spend that time with her. And that shift needed to happen. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. My friends, I am so excited for you to listen to this week's episode. Today, we have Britt joining us, and she is sharing a message of hope if you have had a partner come out and or if you have been through betrayal. She is sharing the joys and the things that have happened since her ex has come out as gay and the things that she is now utilizing as she moves forward, what she's looking forward to, the joy, the highlights, the things that have been a blessing from this situation. I cannot wait for you to connect and meet with Britt. She has been a joy in my life for quite a while now. She has been to, well, when this airs, she will have been to two of my retreats and she has been in my coaching programs for quite a while. And I just can't wait for you to meet her. Not only am I excited for you to meet her, but I am just excited because she is going to be one of the coaches in our coaching programs moving forward. And so if you are like, man, I want to be in a community where people understand what I'm going through and where I have the support I need to move through hard things, Britt is going to be there to help you along the way. You will hear more about that in this episode, but I cannot wait for you to meet her. Welcome, Britt, to the podcast. Britt, I am so excited to have you here. I get to see your face on a regular basis because you are in my groups and You're going to be at my retreat with me next week, which I cannot wait for, and I've gotten to meet you at my last retreat, so I see your face often, but this feels like a different shift in our relationship, and I'm so excited for it. Me too, Jess, and I know I told you this in person when I met you, but I'm so grateful to have you in my life. I'm so grateful that I was brave enough and bold enough to reach out to you, and um, I'm really excited about what 2024 is going to bring for me. Yeah, I'm so excited for you too. I can't wait. And thank you. I'm so glad that you reached out as well. Like what a blessing that we now get to have each other in our lives. So awesome. Okay. So Britt, I would love for you to start um, sharing your story wherever feels right for you. You and I just talked about some options and like you can start at the beginning of when you and your ex met or, you know, when you found out you know, the the big catalyst in your relationship or when we met, whatever feels like a good starting point for you. Great. So um, I met my ex, Dan, when I was 17 years old, my freshman year in college. And um, really, we connected. It's funny, we both joke, neither one of us was really attracted to each other, which is really funny now. Um <laughs> But we really connected on our values. Um, He was one of the first guys I dated that felt like we shared the same life values together, the same moral code. And that really made me connected to him. Um, We got married when I was 23 years old and then um, waited to have our daughter 
for another nine years. Um, we were married and dating over 28 years. And um, it was a, a, a little over two years ago that um, through some life events that I discovered that my um, husband, Dan, was attracted to men and had same-sex attraction. Um, from that point, we still... Um, really very much loved each other. We both of us never imagined being divorced. That was not part of our vernacular in our life. And so we put ourselves in joint counseling and um, singular counseling for ourselves. And we explored the same sex attraction. Um, At first, we both maybe thought maybe he was bisexual because we actually had, I'd say a fairly healthy sex life. And um, it was through that journey of doing a lot of group homework together, exploring um, whether or not we could have a healthy monogamous relationship while him also having same-sex attraction. Um, We came to discover that, in fact, he was not bisexual, but gay, and that was a new label. And so from that point forward, we decided to um, get a divorce. That was... um, really incredibly hard. And from there, Jess, I think I had met you about six months before that. Um, I had started the coaching program. And um, from that point, we were we had a vision of still living together while being divorced. And really, the primary purpose of that was for our daughter. Yeah, it's so interesting. A lot of the families that I work with, and I work with obviously usually just one person in that dynamic, They start where you were at, where they're like, okay, let's see if we can cohabitate. Let's try to make this work for us living together. And often as I work with each of you, it becomes apparent you need to separate or whatever. And that's not because I'm like, you need to get divorced. (laughs) But we learn about ourselves and we're like, oh, what I really want is this. And we can have a good relationship for our daughter. And it's been a journey watching you make that decision and move forward for sure. How did that feel when you realized it was time to move, like to live in different places? It was incredibly hard. First of all, thank you for letting me go on that journey. Um, you were so non-judgmental. You listened. You didn't offer your opinions. You just asked me really great questions. And, um, you know, we were both kind of moving on with our lives from a from a dating perspective at that point. And I started to have a lot of learnings about space, about privacy, about discreetness. And Mm. there were things happening that um, I felt like, you know, on both sides really weren't great for our daughter. Um, You all, and I would try to keep her at the forefront of all the decisions I was making, but I also felt very selfish about moving out of the house. That felt like it was going to disrupt her world and um, you always gave me kind of two pieces of wisdom. One, when somebody offers you help, take it. And two, um, you know, you've got to look out for yourself. And that feels very selfish. So I came to a point where um, I was just constantly in a lot of sadness in our home, um, watching us both move into different spaces. Um, I had moments I wasn't super proud of in front of my daughter in terms of how I was expressing myself. And and um, I am a very spiritual person. And at one particular dating or breaking point, 
a um, good friend reached out to me and said, Hey, um, I live in Arizona. We have crazy hot summers. I have lots of friends who leave in the summer. And they were like, Hey, we are um, actually leaving until November. Would you like to come live in our home? You or, or Dan and have some space from each other. And you know what? I could have afforded to move out on my own, but that just made it a lot easier. It made it temporary. No big decisions had to be made. And so I called her, said, are you really serious with this offer? Because I think I'm going to take you up on it. And just one of the best things I did as a mother for my own self was moving out. In fact, the day I moved in, I um, took a bath in their beautiful big bathtub. And just felt a huge, huge sense of relief, um, of space, and slept so well that night. And it's one of the best gifts I gave myself. And also, I think one of the best gifts now that I gave my daughter, even though at the time I felt selfish, it probably was very unselfish. Yeah. I mean, think now she gets to have this mom who feels at peace and who gets to embrace her joy and who gets to feel safe in in her home and all of those things. And really, I feel like that's mostly what we want for our kids. Like that's the example we want to give them. Like often when we're cohabitating, I mean, I was in that, I mean, we weren't cohabitating, we were married, but I don't think we realize the emotional load we're carrying. Like we don't realize how heavy it is until that moment we move out. And I love that you just shared that, that it felt like this peace, this release of, oh my gosh, this, I didn't realize. You know what else was really interesting was the fact that um, I was always focused on him. We were having all these heavy conversations all the time about our boundaries and what we wanted our daughter to be exposed to. And, oh my gosh, we weren't focused on her. And it's like the moment I moved out and we had a parenting plan, which is currently still in place, which we each get her half of the time. She's um, split 50, 50, you know, we all, I, all of a sudden was able to spend that time with her talking to her sharing, like, you know, my unproud moments with her of feeling grief and sad and why behind it, but also doing a lot of checking in with how she was feeling about all of this. And that shift needed to happen. But I think because we were in the same space with the day to day. It was really hard for that shift to happen. And um, today, uh, I've been moved out over six months now. And wow, like my daughter and I have so much fun together. We um, we have a joke that we don't need no man every time something <laughs> funny happens, like <laughs> carrying the groceries in from Costco or doing hard stuff together. And um, and that is such a gift in itself, too. It's such an empowering moment to do those little things like that we, you know, we've relied on somebody else. And it's okay to have somebody else to support us and to do those with. But it's kind of a cool thing to just take ownership of your life and be like, I can figure this out. Even if it means I need to ask for help from somebody, I still figured that out. And I'm showing my kids how to do that too. Of Like, you know what, this wasn't what we planned on, but we, we get to own it. We get to take our power back in this process. Yeah. Okay. So I love, you set over a list of silver linings from this situation. 
And I would love to dive into some of that or all of that. And let's start with with this first one on here, finally exploring what I always wanted to be when I grow up. Tell me more about that. Like, how has this experience allowed you to find what you wanted when you grew up? So Jess, you um, at the retreat asked me one simple question. Um, it was, it was, you know, probably likely very unplanned, but you just said, Hey, I, I was at the jewelry station with a couple other girls. We were making bracelets, which is really fun. And you said, what do you want to be when you grow up, Britt? And I said, you know, I always wanted to be, wanted to be Dr. Ruth. And then you asked me a lot of questions of like why I wasn't doing it. Um, so I grew up in a very open family. Um, my parents like uh, raised me to be very comfortable with my body from a sexual standpoint. I listened to Dr. Ruth all the time on the radio. I thought she was so cool. And I could ask my parents anything. And growing up, even till now, um, I get a lot of pleasure and passion out of um, talking to women about their sexuality, feeling really comfortable with it, whether it's with themselves or with a partner, and just um, fully embracing their own selves in it. And that brings me a lot of joy. And you asking me that question, and then you kind of took down some barriers for me about what was in my way. Like, I have a really great job. I make a really great living. Luckily, I didn't have to worry about money through this divorce. And that has been so, so beautiful for me. Um, But that also is kind of holding me back from maybe jumping into what is my real personal passion? And you kind of pointed out to me that I don't have to go to school for 12 more years to do this. Um, That honestly, um, kind of living through this experience and as having a partner come out and what that's done to my self-esteem, what it's done as I've leaned into my own sexuality post-marriage. And um, I've just learned so much about myself that. I can't wait to learn more. And so I um, have enrolled myself in a um, sex coaching certification, as well as um, working with you on the coaching piece. And I'm so excited. Not only um, do I hope to help others through this journey that they're on, but I also know that I'm going to get a lot of personal growth out of it. And man, I just love talking about it. I love when friends come to me with their stories. We talk through things and I love and feel honored that people are comfortable enough to share that part of themselves with me. And now I bring an even uh, more depth to it than maybe I would have brought previously to it. So yeah, that's awesome. I am excited to watch you on this journey and to see where this takes you and watch you support other women because you and I both know from being in the groups and at the retreats that the sexual side of this, there there can be a lot of sexual trauma having been with a partner who's come out. And any form of betrayal, of course, like leads to that. I'm not enough. I don't know what I'm doing in the bedroom. Um, I can't get this man off. Like, what is my problem? And we make it about us when really in a lot of our experiences, it's never about us. So I'm excited to watch you do this and also for you, hopefully, to come and support the women in our groups to be able to have you as a resource to be able to heal through this. A couple of things that I love what you said and shared. 
number one, I this is this is the power of being at the retreats. This is the power of being in coaching is like I like the in-person because random side conversations are sometimes when the most powerful shifts happen. And you don't know when those are going to happen unless you're there. I had no idea that that moment really impacted you or sent you further. I mean, obviously, I know that you're acting on those things we talked about, but um, I don't, I mean, I remember it now that you brought it up, but you're exactly right. It was not planned at all. It wasn't something I intentionally thought, whatever. It was just in that moment. I was like, let's talk about this. So that's the power of the retreats and coaching. Um, And then also one of the major themes from women who have been through betrayal or having a partner come out or both is that now the greatest gift we have is that we've been able to know ourselves again and connect back to ourselves. And that is the joy of life. And I don't think we realize that until we are in this process of learning about ourselves. It's so true. Um, so last year and this year, for the first time in a long time, I, I used to create vision boards at the beginning of the year for fun. And um, I got back into the practice of it last year and just completed my one for this year. And um, it's so fun for me now to say, okay, I'm divorced. Heck, did never imagine this. But what do I want? And you used to ask me that. You know what? I I want to dance. I want to have fun. And this last weekend, I was in Tulum, Mexico, and I stayed up all night dancing, all, almost every night. And I may have bags under my eyes, but I had a blast. And you know, I hadn't I hadn't done things like that in my marriage in a really long time. And why? So. Um, there's something really neat that comes out of recentering over time on like, what do you want? And it's a huge silver lining um, that's, that's come out of this very interesting situation. Um, And I've met the most amazing women who um, there's something, you know, one of the girls taught me, she's so cool. She's young and hip and she teaches me all these new words. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. And uh, I'm talking to you, honey. And she always, she taught me about like trauma bonding and mm. man, these women, um, we we all share this unfortunate common thread, but it's brought us together in a really deep, meaningful way. And we are um, we celebrate those first dates. We celebrate the first heartbreak. We celebrate all the things in between. And it's really beautiful to have people like that that can relate. It's a game changer. It changes yes. everything. Uh, yes. And it wasn't something I had when I went through all of this. And I'm so grateful now watching you guys and being able to facilitate and create these opportunities that you guys get to have that. Like, it's so beautiful and very humbling on my end of things to watch. I'm like, man, (laughs) this is cool. So, okay. Since you brought up dating, let's dive a little bit into this. Uh, You say on here, dating is fun. Dating straight men is really fun. And I've had like people that I don't coach, but who have been through similar things, email or message me, DM me and be like, I had no idea dating straight men would be so fun. And also, it's a mess and it's hard and it comes with all of those things. But tell us about the fun of dating. 
Well, I touched on it a little bit of like, what did it, what do you enjoy doing? Right. Um, I had some conversations with my ex where he's, he was, he knows I'm dating. Um, and he would ask if I was trying to replace him. And it's so interesting. I met him when I was 17, what I was looking for then versus, and not to say I was unhappy. We were very happy, but man, now at the young age of 47, I get to I get to reinvent what I'm looking for. And I so like the person that I'm dating right now, he's just so fun. Um he loves to dance too. We laugh how neither one of us knows what we're doing, but it's so great. And um I I actually have only had great dating experiences. I also have this amazing ability to be optimistic and frame everything in a positive way. But I'd say dating has allowed me to understand what I want and what I don't want. And, you know, I often, right or wrong, I didn't know if this is okay, but I'm just being me. And so my first date, I tell my dates like, Man, I kept a gay man straight for 28 years. I am a freaking unicorn. And of course, I get laughs out of it. And then they're like, are you serious? And But it's important to me to share that. Um, I also want to make sure I'm finding an inclusive person that's okay with having my ex in their life, possibly, um, that knows a little bit about my story, so can be a little sensitive to intimacy and the speed at which I want and feel comfortable going in. But um, all in all, I've just had a ton of fun. I've gotten to um, try new restaurants, do new things like go to comedy shows, go water skiing, um, and do things I haven't. Oh, go mountain biking. What else have I done that? Um, I'm doing things I've never done in my lifetime. And that's just a ton of fun of trying new things. And also just not taking everything so seriously and saying, like, right now I'm figuring out what it is that I want in my future. And it's okay to take the time to do that. I might might not get to date again. How long is this going to last? I don't know. So just have fun while doing it because it's been since I was 17 years old since I went on a date. So you know. Yeah. And I think there is like this fear of dating again and and all of that. And it is, it's a big deal. It's a big step. And also if you embrace it for the moment and what it is, then it can be really fun. And there might be some heartache along the way, but you learn from that. Like this is a learning process. Dating is a learning process of, okay, this didn't work. This isn't what I want. This isn't what he wanted, that doesn't mean I have to change that. It means I wasn't the right fit for him. It That doesn't mean I need to change who I am. And so I think you, you're exactly right. Like it's a fresh, it's like a new opportunity, a fresh start. And oh my gosh, making out is so fun. Like I hadn't made out in a really long time and I was super nervous about my first kiss. And um, gosh, it's, it's like, it's okay to be nervous, but um, there's also something really fun on the other side of it. That's great. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, making out I think is highly underrated. <laughs> totally. Yes, <laughs> it's very fun. Um, I love that. Well, Britt, one thing before we close, um, you were here and you wanted to tell 
like, why did you want to share your story here? What brought you here today to share some of the, you know, we focused mostly on, on the high points and what's come of this, which is what, you know, working with me, what I love. Um, we don't ignore the lows. We don't, we don't brush over them. We feel them, we process through, and also we recognize what's on the other side of this. Why was it important for you today to share your story? Jess, you touched on this earlier. You went through this by yourself with not a lot of positive influences. When I um, really, you know, landed on the fact that I was going to be divorced, that my husband was gay, I, I um, never dreamed there would be something positive on the other side. And then you came into my life and I saw you have this re- really healthy, beautiful relationship with your ex. I saw, I see the beautiful relationship that Matt and Steve have with each other and also what it's done for your daughter. And so for me, I really wanted to share my story so that I could um, also say I had a different path than you did. I tried different things. I experimented and I wanted to share my story so people don't feel alone, that they hear many stories of positive things coming out of the other side. My husband and I now live five minutes from each other in different spaces, which is so... I Did I just say my husband? My ex-husband. <laughs> my ex-husband, because I figured out how to get a divorce, which I'm proud of. Um, and we live separate from each other. We um, co-parent with our daughter. We have family dinner together. We just celebrated Christmas together. And it's different. And it's hard. And there are heavy moments, but ultimately I'm really proud of where we are today. And I think you showed me a positive way forward that I wanted. And so I'm working on making that positive way forward happen. And I wanted to share my story because um, if somebody out there is wondering if they're brave enough to share theirs and reach out for help and reach out for support and reach out for a herd of people. Like I would just say, please do it, do it for yourself. You deserve it. You, um, my, I feel like my healing process has become a lot more accelerated because of all that I've done and because of the herd I have around me and because of you. And so I just want people not to feel alone. And also if they're asking themselves, should I, should I, should I? Yes. That's the should you should actually lean into. Um, (laughs) And I hope my story hopefully makes someone feel not alone, supported, and that they can reach out and get help and it'll make a difference. Well, Brett, I know it is going to. I know the work you are doing through all of this is going to help people and that simply hearing your story is going to give even just one person light and hope. And that's that's ultimately my why. I've been thinking about like, why am I doing this? What is the point of me doing this work? And it really comes back to, like you're saying, that acceleration of healing. There's no timeline for healing. There's no rush. But also getting the support you want and need can accelerate that. And you can get to this place of hope and joy and clarity faster. Um, I've spent lots of years feeling feeling nervous to share that, to say that, that I can accelerate that, but I've seen it time and time again. And it works. Being in a group of people who get it, where you feel seen and supported, it it changes things. So thank you for being here. Thank you for taking that leap and diving all in with me and the groups that we do. 
and um, and for now going into this next step of taking these coaching certifications and getting this education so that you get to now help other women. And I'm excited for you to be a part of our group in, you know, part of the bold logic. That's the name of my business in helping women move forward um, and find their inner unicorn. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I get to see you in two weeks in Boise yeah, yeah. for my next retreat. Um, I had no idea what to expect for the first one, but I'm super excited to um, come into the second one and see some ladies from the past and meet um, meet new people from the future and what and be there to support what they're going through too. It's going to be a beautiful experience. I cannot wait. Retreats are like you can't adequately adequately express what happens at a retreat and the shifts and the joy and the connection like it really is a game changer in so many ways yes and that's why you know i knew at the end of the last one that um you know i i felt so good and on a high but i also knew that it wasn't like i wasn't one and done and the journey to healing is a journey and I'm like, I got to do this again. And so I signed up right when I left, knowing that it would help me still be accountable to making sure I'm keeping all the things I learned top of mind and center to my new existence, my new, you know, journey, whatever you want to call it. So I love it. All right. Well, I will see you in a week, week and a half, something like that. And thanks for being here today. Thank you. Okay, my friend, if you listen to this episode and you are like, man, I want these transformations. I want to feel joy and excitement. I want to see the gifts of what I've been through. Even if you are in the hard, crappy parts of this right now, if you are ready for some hope, if you are ready for people who understand you and who get it, please join us at the workshop that is happening on the 21st. So if you are listening to this in real time, it is February 14th. And so we are a week away from the free workshop that is happening that is first and foremost going to give you three things to do to trust yourself and figure out the what now after betrayal or having a partner come out. And also it is going to open up the doors to our group coaching programs where you can feel seen, supported, coached through this process. We have so many coaches coming in. We have masterclasses happening that are going to support you. And I'm just excited for you to see and experience that and hear what we have to offer. And on top of that, while you are getting coached and going through all these things, you have a herd of women, of individuals who understand what it's like to go through these things. And that is priceless. I cannot tell you how powerful it is to be in community with other individuals who get it, who have experienced something similar. It is empowering and it gives you hope for what can be. And it can also give you a safe space to cry and to feel all the feelings and to work through that and then claim your life after betrayal or having a partner come out. I hope you will join us. The link to sign up for the workshop is in the show notes. It is theboldlogic.com forward slash what now workshop. You can register there or go to the show notes. If you are listening to this later on and you want to see what is out there, please go find the link. There will be a wait list. You can find me at Jessica Frew on Instagram. You can go to heyjessicafrew.com. There are lots of places for you to go and get support. But right now, if you need that support now and it is before the 21st of February, 2024, go get signed up for the workshop. It is a great free 
great place to start and to feel out what is the next right step for you after betrayal or having a partner come out. Sending you love, my friend. I hope you felt some hope after today's episode. Thank you to Britt for being here and sharing her story with us. Take care until next week on the Husband Law Podcast.